Welcome to episode 068, Mainstream Schooling or Alternative Schooling, Deciding on Schooling for 2021. Welcome, I'm your host, Clara Bade. One Woke Mama is a journey of awakening through the raw, sometimes painful, always beautiful and definitely messy ride that is motherhood. This is our journey in mind, body and soul towards consciousness. We seek clarity, we hunt down the truth, we dive into the discomfort of healing, uncovering shadows and rising out of them back into the new woman that we're meant to be. Good morning and welcome to the latest episode on One Woke Mama. Now, if you have caught up on last week's episode 067, where I provided you with a life update and a little bit of inside info on the experience of our very big move and, of course, all the holding space of big emotions with little people. Now, within that episode, I shared that we have been on a bit of a journey regarding Soleil's schooling. So she starts kindergarten next year. She is five and a half. She turned six in March. So we actually held her back a year just to really ensure that she was feeling a little bit uh, more emotionally regulated and had progressed in her own development just so that we could actually give her as much support as possible, especially with her sensory challenges. Entering, quote-unquote, big school, we knew that it would be a bit more of an anxiety-inducing experience for somebody like Soleil versus another neurotypical child. So what I want to share with you is the journey within, within my own heart and mind and thought process in figuring out her schooling. So to dial back a little bit, it has always been in the back of my mind that I wanted to make this move up to the Central Coast much earlier than we have in order to give us more time to explore the schools and to help her integrate and to all do all of those things that obviously a small person needs when they're going through a transition. Unfortunately, it didn't work out that way and we ended up moving up here on October the 31st. So you can imagine that we have only had a very short period of time to make what other parents decide on over a year. Uh, I'm not even sure if that sentence made sense, but basically other people get a lot more time to make this decision than we did and that's just the way that the cookie crumbles. As a side note, I fully trust that the universe, source, God, goddess, higher power, higher self, whatever it is you want to refer to, has a great plan unfolding and that is... Uh, that transition and change is something that Soleil definitely needs uh, work on. So I've actually noticed that um, things happen for Soleil in quite intense ways. And what I mean by that is I've noticed that she will go through quite a lot of change in a period of time, more so than most children in a short space of time. So as an example, when she turned two, so of course she turned two, she self-weaned a few days after that. I went away for the first time ever in her two-year life and she also started for the first time ever in daycare. And I marvelled at the time at how a sensitive, slightly anxious child was thrown all of these big changes in a short space of time. And what's really interesting is that she has gone through this kind of experience more than once in her five and a half years. So once again, here we are. We've moved house. We've left the only home that she's ever known. We've left family and local friends. 
she's left the schools that she knows and trusts. She's come here and she's been thrown into the deep end. New home, new space, new environment, new neighbours and of course the process of finding new schools. So I've placed her into a preschool just to give her uh, something to do over the next three months before school starts to keep her in the rhythm of schooling and also to make friends. So that has been a process. Then in the space of one week, we attended two school tours and two orientations. So that's unusual. Most children, I guess they've decided already with their family and they attend one orientation. But we really had no idea about these schools and we decided that perhaps it would be a good idea for her to go to both orientations. By the end of that week, she was melting down and I'm not surprised. She was so resilient and so brave and so calm despite what was a really big week that by the end of it, she had a little mini breakdown and I was ready for that, of course, and expecting that. I just wanted to give you some context there because this has been quite a big experience in this time alone, these last two weeks in making this decision. But what I really want to share with you is the process before that. So in amongst the logistics and planning and the administration, of course, the packing and all the things required for actually moving, I was also mentally and emotionally processing and researching and figuring out what was the best move for Soleil school-wise. So as you may know, if you follow along on my socials, Soleil has been in a predominantly Montessori environment since she was two. She attended, no, sorry, since she was 18 months. So she attended the Montessori playgroup at the Sydney Montessori School up until she was three. Then she transitioned into a family daycare run by an incredible woman called Natasha. Only four children a day, but a full Montessori curriculum and system with a Montessori-educated preschool teacher. That has been life-changing. That has been incredibly supportive, not just for Soleil, but for us as a whole family. I have had such incredible um, moments of deep joy and gratitude witnessing her growth unfold in Montessori. And it's also because of this particular teacher that we were first flagged that she possibly had some sensory challenges. So... Of course, I want to continue and I've wanted to continue her Montessori education. And one of the main reasons that I first started exploring a move to the Central Coast, in all honesty, is that there is an incredible Montessori school up here. But this is where it starts to get a bit sticky. As many of you may know, when you look into alternative schooling, there are things about alternative schools that you need to be aware of. One, obviously they're not publicly funded in any way, so the school fees are higher, although at least half of what they are in Sydney. Two, this particular school for us is that it's quite a distance away. So we're talking about a 25-minute drive there and back. And three, obviously not being a local school, we limit ourselves in terms of creating local community and friends. Now, this is different for every child, but for my particular girl, she loves a sense of local community. She loves seeing and bumping into friends and neighbours locally. She loves local playdates. She is a very social child. So in 
my journey with schooling with Soleil, I've had to come to terms with something. And that is that the decision in making a choice of school for my girl and, of course, for my child, my son, sorry, in the future, is that it has to encompass the whole family's needs. So to show you the flip side of that, there is a local school here, a public school. I didn't go through the public school system myself, but I've got no um, judgment on the public school system because the private school system for me in primary didn't serve me at all. I was subjected to quite a lot of bullying, quite a narrow-minded and clicky perspective. And although we had the benefit of a spiritual upbringing, uh, which has fed into my own passion and desire for spirituality, I personally don't feel that that school suited me as a child. So I'm very open-minded to the public school system. So, of course, to show you the other side, the public school has... Uh, a local vibe and community. It's obviously very close. For us, it's only about a 10-minute walk or a three-minute drive. And, of course, considerably cheaper. And this brings up the question, what can you do as a family saving $8,000 a year? What is possible for your child in terms of extracurricular activities or additional learning support or occupational therapy, or family holidays when you save those extra funds. So you can see that uh, there's been a lot of questions unfolding within this. My husband has been quite uh, persistent on the point that I may think that I'm capable and willing to drive 25 minutes there each morning, 25 minutes back, and then again, obviously at school pickup time. He's also highlighted the fact that the distance is an issue long-term in terms of friendships and schools. So I've been grappling with uh, what feels like a very left-brain, right-brain decision. My right brain really passionately leans into and appreciates the more alternative style of education, the child-led style of education, without the competitiveness, without the reward system, without the old-school discipline system, smaller sizes, quieter spaces, a more open environment that facilitates the kind of learning that Soleil thrives in. More teachers to guide a room full of students, 35 to 40 students across a mixed age group. More nature and space. It even makes me a little bit emotional talking about this because I haven't fully let go of this dream. And then you have the public school system, which I can see will build resilience and I can see will support her to find ways to navigate her challenges in a normal, quote-unquote, normal environment. I see dedicated teachers who have resources and funding from the government to be able to support children like Soleil. I see the benefit of being local and in mixing with a variety of people across all different demographics uh, and races and stages of life. You know, you're not just leaning into a group of people that financially can afford an alternative and expensive school. You're working with a group of people that cover all financial scopes here. I can see that being in a normal, traditional schooling environment has its benefits in bringing out qualities in Soleil that she doesn't naturally have or lean into. 
I can see that being in a traditional schooling environment actually will develop the resilience and inner strength that she needs to then move into a traditional high school environment because presently there isn't an alternative high school environment locally here. I have this confliction within me that is like when you know better, you do better and I do know better so therefore should I not be leaning into this alternative Montessori style of school. I also love the community sense that they are cultivating in this school where families are part of this community and the um, upbringing and the environment of the school and that there are a spiritual connection and relationship here with the land and with the community locally that I feel very passionate about and aligned to. Now, to go a little deeper here, I've also had to explore what is my stuff coming up? What is my uh, void here around schooling? What am I scared of and nervous about for Soleil that I'm projecting my stuff onto her and onto this experience? It's actually mostly about me and nothing to do with her. And I can see so much of that. I can see so much of... Uh, being afraid of her being neglected and her being lost in the system and her losing her spark and her passion for learning and her inner light by entering a system that feels quite robotic at times and is uh, has not progressed from where it began 100 years ago. So I've really had to sit with and feel into my wounds and voids here and really appreciate the healing that's available for me by remaining open to what possibly could be a beautiful and perfect experience for her, regardless of what I deem to be good or not good. And then considering the year that we've had in 2020, I have fears around placing my child into a traditional government-based system. What does this mean? What am I putting her into? What limitations am I creating in my family and for her by placing her under this system? So I also shared these concerns on socials and put a little poll out asking the question, what do people believe is best for their child? Alternative schooling system that's 25 minutes away and obviously much more expensive or public school system and is local. Interestingly, I had double the amount of people vote for A being the alternative schooling system. But the people that wrote to me were the people that had voted for B and I had a ridiculous amount of messages from mums and parents writing to share their perspective. And many of them shared this. They shared, you will soon realise that the decision has to be made for the whole family, especially as you have more than one child. What is supportive for the whole family? You are doing the school pickups. You are spending the money. Where is your second child going to go? Will they want to be with the eldest are you willing to put two children through alternative schooling and spend $15,000 a year? The parents that wrote these messages helped me so much. And many of them said, remember, Claire, who they are and who they become predominantly is the work that you do at home with them. If you want your child to be spiritually minded, it's the work that you do at home with them. The lessons that they bring home and the challenges that they bring home is what's going to create and shape them as an adult. And that is 100% true for me. I experienced bullying for most of my primary school years and that has made me a deeply compassionate, resilient, fiercely protective humanitarian. 
So I do really appreciate that insight and I really appreciated that these parents wrote to me and said, you must look at the whole picture. It's not just about her and her needs. It's the whole picture. And again, what can you do saving that money? And one beautiful mama, as I mentioned in last week's episode, wrote to tell me this, mother of five, and she said, just remember, Claire, this feels so big right now, but you can change. And my husband and I both agree that if we see her struggling six months into this journey, a year into this journey, we will definitely pause and regroup and rethink a change. I have had guidance to rethink this change earlier rather than later, so not leaving it to year four, five and six, obviously, because they're much more connected to relationships and friendships at this point. And that was really refreshing because my parents didn't change us. I asked my mother this question. I said, why did you not consider that we would leave when you saw me come home crying every single day? And she said, I don't know. I was told over and over by the local priest and the nuns and the teachers that we love your children, we want to support them, we'll do our best for them regarding this bullying, but of course nothing ever changed. And I said to my mum, that was seven years of my life. Why did you not consider changing us? And she said, well, nobody ever told me that that was possible. And that made me kind of smirk. It's like, it's true, isn't it? Sometimes we actually need to be told blatantly that this is a possibility, this is an option, you can do this. So when it came to high school, I remember saying, I'm making the decision. I'm not allowing you to choose the school for me just because my sisters went there. I will make the decision. I will go with you to visit these schools, but I will make the decision. And in the end, I did make the best decision. High school was awesome. So in that first week when we moved, literally, we took Soleil to two school tours and two school orientations. Now, the first school she liked. She was fine with it. She obviously was nervous, but she came out calm and happy and fine. Wouldn't say over the moon ridiculously excited, but she was okay. And she said that she wanted to make the decision and she didn't want to go to the second orientation. She didn't like the second school. She didn't like the playground. It was too close to the main road, which is incredibly busy. And it was very noisy. And she didn't like the library or the playground. But my husband was really insistent that she go and see this private Catholic school. So she conceded and said, okay, I'll go. And on that morning, she had a meltdown before she even got into the line. And that even kills me, lining kids up. Got into the line and was shuffled off to the class. I had to go with her, which is obviously not COVID allowed at the moment and give her some time to adjust before I snuck away and said goodbye and told her I'd be back soon. By the time she'd come out, she had changed her mind and said that she liked this private Catholic school. Now, unfortunately, both my husband and I, by the time we had come to pick her up, we had seen something in the playground that we just completely did not resonate with or like. We had seen a form of discipline that it's so old paradigm and I cannot believe I saw it in 2020. But we basically saw a child sat on a chair facing a wall as a form of discipline, I guess, which just blew my mind. And I just said to Chris, I'm sorry, that's an absolute deal breaker. So the poor little thing, I then had to talk her through changing her mind and I told her the truth. I told her what I saw and I explained to her that I'm not okay with that form of discipline because I find it very disrespectful and I don't actually find it supportive for a child's growth and understanding of what they've done that's not okay in that environment. So she's come around. So we've decided on the public school for now with the 
little asterisk clause at the bottom that states, we will review and I will be in constant contact with the school and constantly reviewing how she is coping and how she is managing. And I'll be watching that light in her eyes. I'll be watching to see if it remains lit and on fire and excited to learn and grow. Now her Montessori teacher that she's just left placed her hand on her heart and said, Clara, I would never say this if it wasn't true, but I know whatever school you choose to go to, alternative or mainstream, your daughter will thrive. And I would not say that to you if it wasn't true. And that actually makes me want to burst into tears. So as you can hear in my voice, this has been a massive decision, not a small thing. Do I feel relief that we've made a decision? Um, I feel like I've chosen the second best option. For the whole family, the best option. For Soleil, the second best option. And that's quite painful to admit and say. But I also trust in whatever decisions we've made are part of her growth and her learning, part of developing the resilience that my very sensitive child needs, part of bringing out in her something that is currently dormant. And I'm excited by that. This school is small and sweet and cute and we're incredibly loving and kind and supportive and wanting to show us how much they could support her. There's even a sensory room at this school, for God's sake, like, you know. Now, my, my niece is autistic and my sister said to me that they actually placed her, and I remember this, placed her into the local Catholic private school, which ended up being all talk and no show. So they said that they would support her and, of course, it didn't work out that way. And then she moved to the public school and began to thrive. And my sister said to me, sometimes the public, public school system is better suited to these children who are outside the box. They have more funding and more support. So I've, I've got all these different perspectives feeding into our final decision and that's okay, right? But in the end, it's had to come down to my intuition between the two schools that we saw and my intuition told me the public system. So that's quite a big personal share and I just wanted to offer up this as an insight into how we've journeyed through this decision because perhaps you're there too. And if, it not, if it's not the school system that you're exploring right now, maybe it's something else. But to show that the decision does actually have to be bigger and wider than just that individual child and their needs. I remember wondering if I consider myself to be a conscious parent or I, I make the effort daily to be a conscious parent and to live and parent by the conscious parenting guidelines, and I said the word guidelines loosely, then how can I be making a decision to not go with alternative Montessori-style education if I'm conscious? And then a beautiful online friend directed me to a conversation with Dr. Shafali. I think it was on the Mother Kind podcast. I can't remember now. And she was talking exactly on this topic. And she was saying, conscious parenting is making a decision that supports both your child and the whole family. It is not conscious, for example, to send Soleil to a Montessori education, but bleed ourselves dry every year trying to afford her education, which creates stress and anxiety on the family, and then unable to send your son to the same school, which maybe creates a divide and a disconnect, and 
creates exhaustion and stress from driving such a distance every single day. And I know 25 minutes is not such a long way, but how much does that eat into my work day and me finally getting to step more and more into uh, my personal passions and service in the world? So Dr. Shafali was saying, it's not conscious if you make that decision when all these other parts are not integrated and aligned. However, if you're making a decision that satisfies your child's needs, maybe not 100%, but mostly, and also satisfies the family and the other children, then that is the conscious decision. That is conscious parenting. And I found that really supportive and incredibly enlightening to hear that conscious parenting is not just doing the the thing that you label to be the best and the right and the most spiritual and the most conscious because that's what everybody else tells you to do and that's what is fashionable at the moment. It is making a decision for your unique nucleus, your family, your unit. So I want to leave you with that. Whatever decisions you're making with your family and for your children, make them together and make them by referencing everybody's needs, including and especially yours. Because I'd like to think I am the kind of parent to drive around to multiple children's schools and to drive an hour each way. But maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not that kind of parent and maybe actually that takes away from my sanity and my needs as well. So I'd love to hear what you think about this or your own personal experience with this and hear your feedback on what I've shared It would be really awesome to have a conversation with you around this. And of course, any guidance or advice that you have for myself or anybody else, please feel free to email it to me, claire at clarabade.com or to touch base on socials, clarabade underscore. That's where I hang out on Instagram. Now, before I leave you, I just want to remind you that I have a breathwork class on tonight. So that's Sunday, the 15th of November at 8 p.m. You can book in via clairobade.com slash breathwork dash classes. Also, you can head over to Instagram and find the link in my bio there. Look out for the next few classes. There's another one coming up in November. And of course, I'll be booking in another for December and then kicking off again in January. And I'm also opening up my books for new coaching clients as well. I'm ready to take on a few more people now that I'm settled into our new home and offices all sorted. So please hit me up. You can feel free to email me directly to book in a free 30-minute chat, claire at claireobeyed.com. And we can have a conversation about what my somatic life coaching work can do to support you on your own journey of growth, healing, transformation, and up-leveling. I would be honored to work with you and it would be such a privilege to work with you through whatever it is that's unfolding for you, whether it's life, motherhood, your own personal journey as a woman through transition or even in your business. Life and somatic work as a coach can be applied to all areas of life and if we are the right fit, we'll know straight away. Thank you so much for tuning into One Woke Mama. If you found this episode supportive, please subscribe and leave a five-star review over on iTunes. This is the best way to cheer me on and to ensure that One Work Mama lands in the hearts and the ears of those that need it most. 
If you can think of somebody who would gain value from this podcast, please consider sharing it and doing them a favor. You can find me at claireobade.com or over on Instagram under claireobade underscore. I'm just one mama on the path to woke and I hope you choose to wake up with me too.